Hello and welcome to today's edition of Family Life Today, hosted by Dave and Ann Wilson. Family Life Today is presented by Power to Change, known in the US as Family Life. We hope the program will encourage you in your most important relationships. So I had a revelation about how you and I handle money differently. That I do it so well. Yeah, that's, that wasn't quite the revelation. I mean, honestly, we've been married 42 years, and it's in the 42nd year that I realized this, which is, I mean, our listeners are going to be like, this is a dumb moment. You should have known this from day one. But I'm always on you. I mean, probably every week about little things you buy, like for the grandkids. Every week there's some little toy. And again, we're talking $8, $12. I here and spend there. our money on other people. Oh, you do. For sure. You oh. are the biggest gift giver. Yes. Yeah. And I've always said there should be a budget for that, but, you know. you. I, and I say then make a budget, and I'll try to adhere to it. Somehow it's my fault. But, but uh, okay, what's your other revelation? But the revelation was, and maybe you said it, I don't remember, but you spend all these little nickel and dime things, and then I I don't spend any. I'm no. like, I'm not buying anything for anybody. I'm not even buying myself <laughs> a pair of tennis shoes. And then I'll go out and buy a car. <laughs> or I'll buy a guitar. Or a motorcycle. Or a motorcycle. I like, mean, your like purchases are really big. One purchase by me is three years of your, <laughs> probably 20 See? years of your nickname. I'm so glad you and realized this. I, I have this. shut up about her thing of like, oh, yeah, I did just buy a guitar, and that was oh. like $800, and I don't need it. Yeah, mine was like <laughs> 375 Well, so we need help. <laughs> and we've got help in the studio. we got Bob and Linda Loddick back. And uh, they're going to help us with money. And they're not going to just help us. They're going to help everyone with money. So welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having us. And you guys over there laughing at us. What what are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking your situation is very common. Is it? I think so. It is? Yeah, and also that we do the same thing. I definitely make smaller purchases and a lot of them. And he is like... Makes a giant one. Oh, that sounded really a giant. big, she said Bob. Giant, Bob. I mean, kind of had that hand motion <laughs> going. So I, I tend to buy the bigger purchases, I guess. But... Do you have guitars? Oh yeah. So you guys have a similar thing. How did you work that out? Um, well, we have a really detailed budget, and we actually have what we call a seed account. So that's our our money for giving. Mm, so this is a game changer. It was a game really? changer. Yeah. So anybody listening, like. If you want to make giving more fun and you give a heart towards giving, but you're always like, well, I don't want to give that because that's going to pull out of grocery money or whatever, like which we did for years. And we just found that was holding us back on our giving. But at the beginning of the month, we get paid immediately. One of the first things we do is we put X amount of dollars into the seed account. Once it's in there. It's no longer ours. And so that money's just sitting there waiting for whatever God's ideas are throughout the month of, why don't you just give that to that person? Or why don't you leave that person a $100 tip or whatever? And Mm -hmm. it's like we're sitting there watching and waiting with the money there ready to spend it. And it's so much different. So you put it in every month. Every Every month. month. And what's great is that we don't have to ask each other. Yep. Like if we're going to spend, I mean, if it's something, if it's a larger thing, we'll, we'll run it by each other just to make sure we're, you know, on the same page. But if it's like buy that person Starbucks, it's like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. I had a yeah. friend who had a baby just about a month ago, and she she got really sick, and her little baby got really sick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and she has other kids, and I thought, I'm going to go get her food, and then I'm going to bring 
food that her kids, her older kids can just grab and eat and some little toys that are not going to make a big mess in their house. So I didn't even tell him about that. He might, yeah. this might be the first you're hearing yeah. of this. Yep, it is. <laughs> but it was like that, that would be helpful as a mom with little kids mm-hmm. when my, I'm sick and my baby is sick. But that's oh, yeah. coming out of your seed money. That comes out of the seed money. So he doesn't care about it. It's not like it's taking from our grocery budget or anything like that. Well, and it's so much easier. And there's the freedom for me it's to like, just we're do just that. like, yeah, to be it's generous. Not even our money. Like we're just giving yeah. someone else's money at that point. Well, yeah. your book is called Simple Money, Rich Life. I love this. 21 day kickstart to stress-free money management. Yeah. yeah. 21 days. I mean, not to solve all financial problems, <laughs> but that's why we call it a kickstart. 21 days of action steps right. to help you move forward financially and to put you on a good path. Yeah. That's what we can Well, promise. give us the four, you know, sort of four-pronged thing, because yeah. this is obviously part of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm guessing you don't start with the giving. Yeah. So although we, maybe you do. I don't know. You tell well, us. No, I mean, we're a big advocate of that. I mean, that's a... We'll run down a little side tangent here. So one of the things that God has done at two significant points when we were trying to pay off a lot of debt is we felt like God called us to give more in those situations. Hmm. You know, I get people ask me all the time, like, all right, well, I'm trying to pay off debt. Should I stop giving? Should yeah, I stop that's tithing? a big Whatever. question. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I hear that a lot. You know, I'm not going to answer that question for anybody. I'll just tell you what God had us do. In two different cases, when we we're trying to pay off all of our credit cards and car loans and when we we're trying to pay off our mortgage. God called us to give more. And in both instances, we saw that thing, those things get paid off years faster than they should have. Hmm. God's math doesn't work like our math. It was a really cool experience for us seeing that. So anyway, coming back to your point, the answer sometimes is to give first, you know, and I don't want to make a blanket statement and say that's always that, but for us, it was, Yeah, you know. So the book is based off John Wesley, he had this quote years ago that we've loved and we've always just Mm -hmm. kind of lived our life by a little bit. But basically, I'll give you the modern English version of the old English version (laughs) where he said, I make as much as I can from he was a writer and a preacher, which, you know, that right there, I think gets people like, wait, a preacher trying to make as much money as he can. Like some people are (laughs) like, you know, so he said, I make as much as I possibly can. And then I reduce my spending. um, I save as much as I can. And I do all of that so that it can give as much as I can. <laughs> and what I love about Wesley in this idea is that, you know, and especially again, as a preacher, like he understood this is my God-given gift. These are the natural talents that he's given me. So why not push that as far as I can go? Why not take that to its limit of how much I can earn from that in order that I can, A, impact people's lives through my writing and preaching, but then also the byproduct of that, you know, the compensation for that, I can now take that and use that to impact people's lives. And so I just loved that. And so this book, we built kind of off of that framework where the first part of the book, we talk about reducing and how to spend money strategically, how to automate it so you can save time, you know, because I don't want to waste, no one wants to spend all kinds of time managing money. So I want to do it effectively and reduce our time spent. But then next section is about how do we earn more? How do we take the God-given gifts and talents that we have and use that to basically be in a better position to earn more? And then the third part, we talk about giving and how to make giving more fun than you ever thought possible. Because like both of us didn't really like giving. We didn't grow up like just loving giving, but we've come to like it being our favorite thing in life to do mm-hmm. and the thing that we get the most joy out of. And then the fourth part is enjoying all of this, like enjoying spending money, not feeling guilty, but also enjoying the process of making money, enjoying the process of being strategic with our spending and enjoying giving. And I believe that we can enjoy all facets of our financial lives, and that's what we're after. I remember when Dave and I first got married, we came on staff with Campus Crusade for Christ crew, and we basically were 
making very little money. We were raising our support. And I think a lot of people are feeling that, that crunch, especially with the economy right now. It's Inflation crazy. Is Inflation yeah. is crazy. So can we still live within our means or do we need to sell our house and move yeah. into a little apartment? Yeah. So I think that's one of the interesting things. So many of our financial decisions, because we all have these mindsets and patterns that we get into of how we do things. So yeah. in our marriage, like I do this role, you do that role or whatever. In, in our finances, it's like we develop routines of this is what we do with our money. These are the cars we drive. This is the house we live in, whatever, all that stuff. And and I think it's really powerful when you begin questioning all those assumptions that mm. we've built up about mm. all these things. And, and just asking the question, all right, what does it look like if we only have one car instead of two cars? All right, what does it look like? If we moved out, you know, because I mean, and we've been asking this question, you know, so like mm-hmm. right now we're in Franklin, Tennessee. We all know real estate has whatever yeah. been crazy. And we're looking at on Zillow what it says our house is worth. I'm like, man, like we could, <laughs> yeah. sell, you know, so we've had that conversation. Yeah, we have, so I think right. just looking at uh, just asking questions about that. It's like, all right, what does it look like if I did go pick up whatever a job delivering meals or something for four hours a week, you know, or. Any number of different things, but just continue to ask questions of, yes, my life would change if I made this change, but would it be worth it? What if this was a temporary measure? What if I just did this for three months? Like we're offering, encouraging people to do like a one month challenge, Mm -hmm. like because you can do anything for a month. And oftentimes that'll just open your mind up to a new way of thinking about something. And so a one month challenge where it's like, maybe we don't go out to eat. And just what is that like? Okay, so the one month challenge could be something like that. Oh, yeah. This yeah. month, we're yeah. not going to go out to eat. Yeah, right. just experiment with that. Because if you're someone who our regular routine is we go out to eat four nights a week, like that's just what we do. It's like, all right, what if you changed that for one month? Like, what does that look like? And there might be all kinds of wonderful byproducts and benefits to that of you're eating together as a family around the table and your, your, your time with your kids is better or you're, spent, you're saving money or eating maybe it's healthier. healthier. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. You know, so there's oftentimes positive byproducts of these decisions that we can make, but it always requires us to kind of think outside of the box and really to be open to some level of change, mm-hmm. you know. It seems like everybody has the same perspective, which is the only way to get out of my financial situation is I need more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only answer. Yeah. And so I need more jobs or I'm not going to be able to do it. So we're just stuck. Right. And you're saying that's not what you guys did. So, okay. You didn't go right. make a ton more money and you got out of no. debt. So this yeah. is what's so funny. Okay. We have talked to so many people. I mean, every single time I talk to someone I said, and they will tell me the same thing. I've cut everything. There's absolutely no money to save. Like, there's nothing there. And I'm like, okay, you might be right. But the fact is, like, statistically speaking, you're probably 95% likely that you're wrong. Okay, so. um, (laughs) I bet they love you. No, I don't say that to people, but (laughs) But that's what I'm thinking. Because I I hear this all the time, over and over and over and over again. I don't have enough money to put away. And there's nothing. And there's nothing. There's no wiggle room. So we had a couple that we were counseling who um, we were talking through and they came to us because basically they're like, all right, like, what were they saying? They need to move out of their house. I or think something? they were going to move out of their house because and they couldn't I afford mean, rent. She was yeah. like pregnant, about to have a baby. It was like this is not the time to be moving houses, like, right? They were in really bad financial right. situation. And so Bob said, "Okay, well, I want you to do this exercise. I want you to track what you're spending and what you're spending it on." So there's, you know, what is it? Personal well, capital. Yeah. The first. The, so the first question we asked them was, "All right." How much do you think you're spending on eating out? Okay. Yeah. And so they said, uh, $200. We're 
pretty consistently spend $200. And I said, yeah, do this. Okay. And this is something we're always recommending. This is fantastic advice. If you are not doing this, step number one, start tracking your spending, start paying attention to where it's going. Yes. You can write it down on a piece of paper, just like a food journal, whatever, that type of thing. But simply by doing that, you will spend less money. Okay, like, we're going to do this. Guarantee Let's it. do this. So we're going to do a, a journal. You can write it down. You can do that if you're old school. Put it or in our phone. You can use an app like yeah. personalcapitalormint.com. Oh. You can go in there, plug in your bank account information or your credit card, like if you're comfortable doing that. Mint.com or what's the other one? Mint.com or Personal Capital. Both personal of them will capital. do this. Okay. Uh, you can go on there and they will spit back out exactly where you've spent your money for the last three months. And so you can find out if you actually are spending $200 eating out or the $500 a month on groceries that you think you are because people are almost always wrong. And so, so this not couple, tracking it, have they underestimated or overestimated what they're spending? Almost everybody underestimates yeah. what they yeah. spend. Yeah. So this couple said $200 a month. They went and checked and they were spending $800 a month eating out. So it was like just like that, they found $600 a month. A month. A month. Wow. And so... Like, you don't have to move. Yeah. Or, you just need to cook a few meals at home. Well, it's like, I mean, it's such a simple problem. The, like, the, what I like to think about this is, okay, you're spending $800. You can continue spending $800. This is your choice if you want to move. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter to me what you do. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's your choice. Yeah, because we However all spend you money spend it. according to our values and what's important right. to us. But it's good to know that. Oh, yeah. To know that I'm choosing to eat out $800 a month and move out of my house. Yeah. Right. Or, so we can eat out. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's so that's why it's so important to track to know what's going on because you can't identify the problems if you don't know that they're okay, there. Okay, so that's our number one step: start tracking. Okay, mm-hmm. you ready for this, Dave? We're I'm gonna ready. do it. Okay, I, I already I've so, already done it. <laughs> no, you haven't. I track everything anyway. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. Keep going. Yeah, what's our next step? Like, okay, <laughs> we're starting to see where it's going. So yeah, this is good information. For us, the, the people who aren't paying attention <laughs> to what's going on. Me. For no, us. I yeah. know, but this is you and me. <laughs> yes. Because I, I remember Bob came to me one time and said, do you know you're spending, what was it? Uh, I think it was two or $300 a month. Two or $300 a month on Starbucks. It was like he just handed me this information and then he walked away. I mean, which was brilliant because now he left it to me to make the decision. Here's why he could do that is because we have our budget set up in a way that we each have our own personal spending money, which is another marriage game changer mm. to where you don't have to ask him permission to do the stuff that Does you want to do. Tell me how and much he doesn't have to ask be? your permission. He can save up his money as long as he wants and then go buy his whatever guitar motorcycle third telecaster <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you, three of those. you don't care because i you, don't care because that's not affecting you and what you spend well my problem and is i usually versa. don't care anyway like oh, don't get your i don't care you know because i know i'm spending money so i'm almost right. feeling better that he's doing it that's hilarious but this is better this but, way right because then now you're not feeling guilty for any of the money you're spending yeah and well, then he doesn't it, care either. How do you determine how much that is? Well, I mean, that's different for every family, but you're no longer having to have a conversation with your spouse about, hey, can I buy this? Yeah. Because so many couples are doing that, constantly asking each other. Yeah, right. It's another point of contention mm-hmm. that's yeah. unnecessary. And so eliminating that by having your own budgeting categories. Now, I'm all for 
you know, them being joint accounts. Right, right. I'm not advocating like hiding right. money from your spouse, but I think it's really powerful and important to have your own money where you can be you without judgment from your spouse. Right. We'll keep it. And so that. if you really want to get something that's a little more expensive than what you're getting monthly, you're going to save. I have to save up for You're it. not going mm-hmm. to Bob and going, hey, I need more money. You're going to go, you know what? I'm going to I mean, save sometimes for- I will. But when I was going to say like 200 a month, it's going to take a while to save up for something big. For something big. Right. (laughs) But so he hands me this information, right? Like, let's go back to this. And since it's coming out of my spending money, he doesn't really care, which is just a marriage That's a great thing right there. So he just said. That would change the game. Here's this information. I just want you to have it. And I think it it was $2,400 a year. And and then he walks away. And then I'm like, oh, man, now I can't unknow this. (laughs) <laughs> right. Mm. But then you get to make the decision that you want to make based on the information you have. And I think that's why this is so powerful, because you can decide what you want to do next. But when you don't have any of that information. Yeah. And I think that's why there's so many fights is nobody has any of this information. And they're all just guessing based on how it feels. And it feels like you just bought four saws this month. You know? Yeah. And he's like, well, it feels like you just bought three pair of shoes. And so, like, we're both having this, like, mm, but we don't actually know what's going on. Yeah, that's good. So, to me, this is game-changing. Yeah. So, even those two things, you have your seed account, you have a personal account for personal spending. Mm-hmm. If my money goes toward, like, giving things to people, buying yeah. things to mm-hmm. people, does that come out of my personal or my seed? I mean, we'd pull it out of seed. Yeah. But... But at the mm. same time, I mean, this is one of those things where God's just constantly working on our hearts. You've had moments where you felt like God wanted you to give out Take of your it. spending. Right. Just, you know. just as a practice to be like, whose money really is that? Yeah, that's good. You know, where I remember getting $100 for my mom for my birthday one year. And I had spent that $100 25 ways in my head. Because <laughs> 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 I'm that kind of girl. But I drove through... The Chick-fil-A in Franklin, Tennessee. Okay, it's very... Franklin is a nice part of town, okay? So I drive through the Chick-fil-A, and there was a man standing there with a sign saying, I've lost my job, I have kids to support. And I remember pulling through, and I had that crisp $100 bill Mm. sitting in my wallet, and God was like, that's for him. And I was like, oh, but actually that's for me. (laughs) That came from my mom. But I thought... Yeah. For my parents, it's for my birthday. And he was like, no. And I was like, okay. And so it came from my spending money. And it was really good because for me, it it just reminded me where where is my trust? Mm. Where is, you know, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so I was like, my treasure is more in helping someone else than just getting that necklace mm. I, I wanted mean, you or, like you know, whatever. You mm. ever drive by that person and not feel a nudge to give? Because every time I see one, right, I think I should be given whatever's in my wallet. Yeah. I didn't know you feel I that. I often feel that, and I feel really bad when I don't. It's like... See, you need a seed account. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I'm thinking I'm just going to give cash rather than what we give. Because we have a giving percentage that we, you know, yeah. give, mm-hmm. but yeah. I've never seen it like that. Yeah. Seat account. So maybe that's the way to think of it. That's the way to think of it. I don't think you would ever drive by somebody without stopping. No, I totally do. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wait for that nudge of God putting that on my heart mm-hmm. to give. I mean, yeah. so yeah, I do. Okay. I didn't know. See, we have no Dave knowledge. and I are doing therapy right now. <laughs> here we are, right here. We're, th- we're that couple. Yeah. But see, that makes it easy. If you have this money that's designated to give, it makes it like, oh, yeah, let's just. 
Yeah. Here we go. How much? How much, Lord? Then it's just how much. Well, and sometimes I will keep cash with me in order to give it to people. Yeah. And another thing that I've done is I'll buy gift cards for food yeah. that I can give away yeah. to people if I see somebody mm-hmm. on the road That's or a great needs idea. it. Yeah. And I think it's really good, too, if you have kids, that they see the generosity mm-hmm. of your heart. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm just thinking as we wrap today, if there's a family that's going to start writing down what's going on financially, that's a big step, right? Yeah. yeah. No, it's that's huge. And what do you do deal. if your spouse won't do it with you? <laughs> that makes it fun, right? Well, I mean, you don't have to. I mean, I don't want to say you don't need their permission, but... I don't think that you necessarily, that they would necessarily have a problem with you just looking at what's going on, right? Hmm. It's like, well, that's just information. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different variables, different marital (laughs) tension. I know, you guys are the experts here. But, uh, (laughs) you know, I I think like anything else, I mean, you know, if I were married to Linda and she weren't walking with the Lord, like I would still do my best to walk with the Lord, even though it's great when we're walking arm in arm. And I think the same thing financially. It's like you make the most of what you can. I think, too, to not put the emotion with it, because my first instinct would be defensiveness, because I would think, oh, Dave's doing this, so I spend less money and he's, you know, I get defensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even with his tone, like, hey, we need to start clamping down. And I feel like he's saying, this is all your fault. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And Absolutely. so to have that discussion, like, I think it, I think what I'd like to do is talk about money. I want to be able to not feel this bondage for both of us. Yeah. And I don't want the tension in our relationship. I mean, the conversation would have yeah. to have, require a lot of humility. Yeah. Yep. Because even yes. when you were saying that, I'm like, okay, if I was the one tracking it and Ann didn't want to, the only way to come to her with that now knowledge is to go, hey, we have goals, right? Mm-hmm. I think we both would love to save money. We'd love to someday feel freedom from money. I've done a little homework. Mm-hmm. Can we just talk? Here's what we're here's where and we're I'd at. And I say, is this all on me? Are you doing this because you're mad at me? Right. I would ask those questions. Well, the humility would have to be, yeah, I'm not coming in like, like yep. you guys started yesterday saying we're not going to come in here and yell at you about yeah. no. money. We're yeah. just saying we're it living doesn't work. this life. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Dave and Ann Wilson and their team for another edition of Family Life Today. Although our programs are produced in America, the issues facing families like forgiveness, communication and taking care of our kids transcend national borders. These issues profoundly affect relationships everywhere. In Australia, family life is known as power to change and our mission is to effectively develop godly families. The kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. Marriage is a beautiful thing when it's working well, but when it's not, it can stretch us beyond what we ever thought possible. Would you be willing to contribute to our Save a Marriage Fund used to help sponsor everyday Australian couples who are on the brink? To give a gift, please navigate to our website at families.powertochange.org.au under the Helping Couples tab. Until tomorrow at the same time, God's richest blessings on your family. Music.